Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Buffalo Shots Podcast. Hello again, and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast with me, Casey. I'm going to cut through all the fluff and the housekeeping today and just get right into it. We've got a lot to cover today. This past weekend, I was lucky enough to be able to get a table at Horrorama, Toronto's only all-horror convention. It was a really fun time, and while I didn't have much luck with selling prints or any books of my own, I did get to meet a ton of really, really great and interesting people, and I got to learn about the projects that they have on the go. I was also able to grab some interviews and talk to about a half a dozen vendors or so. They were all super friendly and really awesome people, and I'm so happy I got to know them. So I'll be getting to that in more detail in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the venue and the event itself. As mentioned, the convention was full of creative and brilliant people showing off their wares and talking to the event goers, but there were also panels, professional comic artists, composers, and actors. Now, when I signed up for the event, I had found out that Dee Wallace was going to be there as well. If you don't know who she is, get out from under your rock. But she is an incredible actress known for playing the mom in E.T. And in my opinion, her Oscar-worthy performance in Cujo. She's been in the industry for more than four decades. And she's a staple within the genre community. I was floored when I got a few moments alone just to talk to her. It was fantastic. One of the best experiences I've had in a very long time. Kind of shell-shocked. A little bit star-studded, if you will. I don't usually get star-studded, but for the first moment or two, I was just kind of, yeah, you know. So not only is she super friendly and humble, but she's just about the sweetest, most down-to-earth woman in the industry. I'm certain of that. She's got to be. She was more than willing to have a chat with me, but sadly, I didn't interview her. She was there to meet fans, and I didn't want to intrude on her appearance there, though I'm sure she would have been more than happy to sit down and have a chat on the record, so to speak. It was just kind of the vibe I got from her. She would have been super, super down for it. At one point, I did give her one of my prints, a black and white candle, and she was kind enough to sign one of her own posters for me as well, kind of like a trade. It wasn't my intention to get something in return. I was more than willing to pay for the autograph and the poster, but she insisted. I just wanted to give her a gift, and she wanted to give me one back. So it was more like a fan-to-artist trade, and I was so floored. I've got the poster, and I can't wait to stick it up. Another really incredible woman who I got to spend a few minutes with was Lynn Lowry. And just like Dee, she was very friendly and down to chat when she had a moment. Lynn was known for a ton of horror flicks in the 70s and 80s, including one of my all-time favorites, The Crazies. She, like Dee, again, has been in the biz for about four decades. And if you take a quick glance at her IMDb page, she has a load of projects in the works. I also gave her a print, the Plague Doctor Mask, one of my more recent shots. And she, again, just like Dee, offered to sign a poster of her own. Both of these women are incredible. Not just as thespians, but as people. I'm so honored to have gotten to meet them. And the first chance I get, those posters are going right up on the wall, right above my computer. They'll act as a sort of inspiration for years to come. I have no doubt of that. Now, while celebs like Dee Wallace and Len Lowry are the big draws of these conventions, the heart and soul are the independent vendors. Those artists just 
starting out or even ones who are known but choose to remain independent, set up shop and try to sell their wares. Not everybody's there to sell. Some just want to get some exposure. Others are there to network. But I think we were all there to take in the experience. Whether you're a rookie or a five-year vet, the scene changes every year and is always going to be an exciting experience. As I mentioned before, I was super lucky and I got to sit down and chat with a lot of these vendors and got their stories and learned a little bit about them. So I'll start this series of interviews off with a collaboration called the Artist Collective. Now a little bit about this project first before we get into the interview. They are, as I mentioned, a collaboration and as their name infers, a collective. They are an international group of artists with a focus on bringing mental health and awareness to said mental health to the forefront. Here are the two vendors that I got to speak to from artists. Uh, we're an international horror art collective, and we're actually also mental health advocates and advo- advocates for um, autonomy for each artist as well. Um, so as a collective, we try to work together and uh, do larger projects as well as selling little things like our prints and stickers to kind of fund the larger projects. Right. Um, and at the same time, we contribute by trying to um, donate to mental health things and things like that and get the word out about uh, more mental health awareness as well. So. And where can people find you? Online? Facebook? Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can also go to our website, which is artistcollective.org. Artistcollective.org. Yeah. Well, thank you. And if anybody um, goes on the website, um, we have these mental health cards. Mm -hmm. So they have a print of one of our artists on the front, and on the back are little things like grounding tips or like the three C's of the CBDs. And um, they can get those for free. They just have to pay shipping. Right. However, if somebody has an like an event that they're doing or um, want to give them out at their office, if they place a large order, we'll cover the cost of shipping and just send it all to them for free. Cool. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of good work then. Yes, we are. <laughs> and artists in general. Yeah, yeah. So we part of uh, the reason why we have the collective is because we noticed that a lot of artists also have trouble um, getting the word out about themselves, especially if they have anxiety and things like that. Right, right. So it works that we kind of balance out where um, where I'm able to go and do the conventions for the visual artists that couldn't be here and right. things like that, um, while we're also slowly working. And we also uh, try to support the artists to make sure that no one's rushing because that's always an issue is everyone tries to rush to finish their work instead of doing what they want Um, so we call it turtle steps everyone works at their own little pace um, and we just support that within each other which is why um, there's some projects we have on the go like novels and stuff and even writing video games that are more long-term goals that'll take a long time and then we have just the shorter things like doing little mini panels and stuff like that Cool. And you mentioned you were international, so how many artists from whereabouts in the world? Uh, we have an artist in Bulgaria. Uh, we do have quite a few in um, America, and we have one in the UK, and we have a photographer in Italy. Okay. Yeah. All righty. So just again, your name and uh, your, your company. Uh, I'm Mickey Scaryjack Kaplan, and our company is called Artists. As you can see, the couple at the counter were super nice and were really great with the event patrons as well. They're handing out free stickers and free mental health advocate sort of postcards to anybody who walked by. It was great. And as you can hear, Nikki was super informative and passionate about what this collective does. I did grab one of their stickers and mental health cards and the artwork on them. Phenomenal. But just check it out for yourself at artistscollective.org. Artist is spelled A-R-T-U-S. So go on and support these artists and their mission to bring awareness to various mental health conditions. It's a great, great cause. And you get some very fantastic artwork out of it as well. 
And the next interview that I have is a great up-and-coming comic book artist, publisher, and writer. His name is Travis Francis, and his startup is Numinosity Comics. We were table neighbors, so we got to chat quite a bit throughout the entire weekend. He's a really funny and clever guy from the Toronto area, and I did read his comic anthology made up of four short stories, with three of them being written by himself, and all the artwork done by himself as well. It's a beautiful read, but hear it from him first. All right, uh, my name is uh, Travis uh, Francis. I'm the creator and uh, writer, illustrator for Numinosity Comics. So Numinosity Comics is basically a horror anthology with elements of sci-fi and some fantasy. Um, but from other, it's, I'm trying to be a little different from other anthologies by trying to keep a consistent art style, but bring on different uh, writers. Um, but currently we're on issue number one with uh, four stories and um, you know if it goes well we'll continue um, and the idea behind us is basically capturing horror that um, overwhelms you and at the same time uh, puts you in a state of awe so uh, you know big monsters or mysterious things uh, things like that but let's see how it evolves going ahead uh, you can find Numinosity at uh, numinositycomics.com on Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. Cool. And how do you spell that, just in case? <laughs> all right. Uh, so, numinosity is like luminosity, right? But with an N. So, N U M I N O S I T Y. Perfect. Comics. All, all right. right. So, what's uh, what's the future hold? Yeah. Uh, you have more yeah, ideas well, coming. Yeah. Well, this is uh, issue number one. So, um, we already have like a, a lot of stories in the pipeline, and it's just a matter of uh, getting uh, digital ink to digital paper and you know drawing them all out. And hopefully we'll have something soon every year. Cool. And then if there's more demand, then you know we might even go um, twice per year. Right. And see how it goes from there. Would you be interested in hiring or having people submit stories? Uh, in the future, that is my goal right. uh, to have like uh, good quality stories. Mm -hmm. And even I'm open to good quality artists. But uh, the problem with most anthologies is that you'll have like a great story, and then you'll have uh, a bad story but with great art, or a good story with bad art. Right. And uh, bad art, of course, is subjective. Right. But if you have a consistent style, then at least you'll develop a fan base of people who expect a certain type of art so um, that's how I'm trying to be a little different so in the future I'm open to collaboration but of course this is the first time so not that many people know about right, right. but um, totally open to submissions but uh, as long as they have the same vision as we do again that was Travis Francis you can check him out online at Numinosity Comics spelled n-u-m-i-n-o-s-i-t-y comics.com I look forward to seeing what he'll pump out in the future. See, comics are one of those things that most anybody can relate to. People take the characters and run with them. They treat them as if they're real. And being able to create and provide that kind of element is so incredibly special. It's something I, as a writer, try to do. But being able to see the characters in ink really helps create that bond. And I believe Travis already nails this and will continue to do so. Continuing on down the line of interviews, I sat down and had a chat with a lovely girl by the name of a Kristen Zaza. She immediately jumped out to me when I saw the tag on her table across from me and down a few. The envelope read, On a Dark, Cold Night, an audio drama podcast. Suffice it to say, my interest was piqued. Some of you may know I have a bit of a background with audio dramas, writing, producing, and voicing my own earlier this year, as well as voicing an up-and-coming one. So when I saw another podcast there, I just had to get all the details, and I'm glad I did. 
Kristen is an incredible person with a real talent for what she does. So give her interview here a listen. Uh, So it's called On a Dark Cold Night. It's a weekly audio drama podcast. Um, It's what I like to call a bedtime ghost story podcast. So um, it features stories that are both relaxing and a little bit spooky. So borderline ASMR kind of stuff. Um, All the stories have a supernatural gothic horror bend. There's a recurring plot line, but they're also um, mostly standalone stories. So, yeah. How long have you been doing it? I started in January this year, so January 2018. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been doing it almost every week since then. Cool. And uh, where can people find you? You can find me at my website. Uh, it's kristenzaza.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-Z-A-Z-A. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you can also find me on most podcast apps, um, at A Dark Cold Night on Twitter, Dark Cold Night Podcast on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook as well. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? I don't know. Stay spooky. (laughs) As you can see, she's full of personality. And it's no wonder that her podcast is rapidly picking up steam. She has a background in theater, and her voice is 100% perfect for the cast that she does. You absolutely have to check out her stuff at kristenzaza.com slash podcast. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-Z-A-Z-A dot com slash podcast and support her in any way possible. I think she was the only vendor there not trying to sell people stuff. She was offering her podcast completely free to new listeners and introducing them to audio dramas and podcasts in general. It's that sort of humble nobility I admire. So yeah, definitely hit her per website and donate to her cause. And pretty much right beside where Kristen was seated happened to be this quiet, but really friendly girl surrounded by incredible artwork of pop culture characters and original painted statues. These were all really, really well done to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them in a party store or a poster shop. Her name is Amanda Sacco, and she, like all the others, was kind enough to sit down and chat with me about her work, her passions, and her experiences. Here's her interview. I paint hand-painted home decor items, boxes, cherubs, um, canvases. I also have prints. I like skulls and bones, so <laughs> if you like that, I'm definitely the artist for you. Perfect. Um, yeah, most of my items are all originals. I offer very few prints. It's mostly original work because I think that it people should have access to other than just like movie stuff, things that are mass produced. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Um, I've actually only been painting for the last couple of years. Okay. I quit my job to do it full time. I'm also part time an apprentice at a tattoo shop, so I think a little bit of that carries into my work a little right. bit as far as how my designs look. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Amanda Sacco dot art. Okay. I also have Etsy and a website, and the links are on my Instagram page. Yeah, so uh, how about this tattoo shop? Where, what else can people get tattooed by you? Um, it's called Why Be Normal. It's at 2908 Dufferin Street, and it's actually by Yorkdale Mall. Okay, okay. So in that area. You may have picked up on just how sweet she actually is. Amanda is beyond talented, and supporting her is truly supporting the local and independent art scene in Toronto, or even Ontario. You can absolutely check out her website at amariesacco.wixsite.com slash amandasacco or on her Instagram at amandasacco.art. 
That's A-M-A-N-D-A-S-A-C-C-O dot art. That's on her Instagram. That way you can see just for yourself how talented this young tattoo apprentice is. And hey, if you are looking to get inked up, she's definitely the one to see. Now across from Amanda were a couple of guys with a bucket of stuff, a screen showing various indie film trailers, and a bunch of cards and posters on the table. The two fellows who were manning the table were there representing something called Tish, which was the Toronto International Spring of Horror Film Fest. Like Kristen, they were there to raise awareness about their film festival or their cause, and to give away some free stuff. It looks like a really awesome film fest, and one that I will definitely keep an eye on this year. But here's what the guys from Tish had to say. Uh, we're the Toronto International Spring of Horror and Fantasy Film Festival. So the, we're going for our fourth year now. It's in April, the first week of April, at the Carlton Cinema. And our, we believe that good genre films should be available all year long. So we show films from all over the globe in the horror and fantasy genre. Uh, funny enough, though, even though we believe that uh, good horror films should be shown all year long, we show it in the spring. We've had snow uh, uh, for the past three <laughs> years and every year at our festival thus far. So uh, that's interesting. And uh, your website again? Our website, it's uh, springofhorror.com, and you can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash springofhorror. And for the filmmakers out there, we're also on Film Freeway and Without a Box for the time being, as Without a Box is going down. So. Oh, right. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Cool. So are there any uh, spe- specifications in terms of films, uh, genre films? So what does that cover? Horror and fantasy, uh, which is... And, yeah. and sci-fi and uh, all things that are, you know, mysteries, whatever... But uh, but horror fans and fantasy fans would uh, enjoy watching. And in addition to films, we also screen music videos. So most of our screenings are music video, short film, and then a feature film. And then we'll have a short film section as well. Uh, right now the festival runs three days, um, and it will be uh, three days in this fourth year. And in future years, we may be a little bit longer and extended, hopefully. Awesome. And what's that date again? April 5th through 7th at the Carlton Cinema in downtown Toronto. If you're a fan of indie horror and genre films, this is absolutely the place for you. If you're in Toronto or even a big enough fan to travel, you should check it out. Remember, that's April 5th through the 7th at the Carlton Theatre in downtown Toronto. And the website is springofhorror.com. This past year, they had some pretty big films make their way through, like Charismata, which I have, but haven't found the time to just watch quite yet. But it looks super interesting. I can't wait to see what they have in store for this year. And now we are coming to the end of our interview gauntlet. We have just two more to go, but before we do, I just want to thank everybody who came by my table, signed up for my newsletter, and took a genuine interest in what I was doing there. I hope you had an excellent time at the convention, and I hope to do it again next year with a different flair. And I would love to see you all there again. Now to round out our second last interview, I have a very, very interesting man. I was seated across from him the entire weekend, and I like to think I struck up a friendship with him and his wife. The couple in question were there promoting their homemade hot sauces, called Salem's Lot Hot Sauces. The man behind the label is the one and only Jeff Salem, the man with the best surname in the world. Now, not only does he make fantastic hot sauces, one was so hot that it nearly broke my wife. There were hiccups and flush faces and everything. It was kind of funny, but it was very tasty. They aren't just pure heat. They had copious amounts of flavor as well. Now here's Jeff talking about his 
sauces and his life. Good morning. Here we are at Hororama. Here with my hot sauces, Salem's Lot Scary Hot Sauces. The story behind it, they all got like scary labels, obviously to match my last name, the witch, the haunting theme. But my whole story is I try to complement every uh, pepper with different fruit or vegetables. So I had no cornstarch, they're gluten-free, they're vegan-friendly. It's most like a, like a condiment with a kick. Right. And the reason I just got into starting is um, I'm actually a full-time musician. I just got into it just traveling a lot around the world. Like 9 out of 10 restaurants, I go and ask for a bottle of hot sauce. The number one ingredient was always those chemicals, a lot of sodium water. I'm like, right. hey, let's just let's just make a hot sauce where we can just complement peppers <laughs> with fruits or vegetables. And, right. You know, some unique in, uh, ingredients got one with mushroom and truffle oil, one with beer and ginger, one with ghost peppers and pear and stuff. So it's kind of a fun thing I like doing. Awesome. Know? Yeah. Awesome. And where can people find it? Um, I mean, uh, basically, the well, the shortest website ever, Salem's Lot, with two Ts, hotsauces.com. There's a list of store locations. I'm in about 50 markets in Toronto, including Whole Foods as well, too. And if you can order online, I do like a six-pack in Canada with free shipping. Cool. Well, too. Cool. So how's, uh, how's it going for Colorado so far? I know yeah. you left early yesterday, but... Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I, I had to leave to go to a gig, and uh, no, good, steady. I mean, a lot of repeat customers. I think um, the posting on the website, and I do a lot of social media stuff, people was here as like a store reason to buy and stuff like that right so, yeah so solid and stuff and there you have it from the man himself he in my opinion is completely self-made a traveling musician a hot sauce connoisseur and maybe one of the truly nicest and most interesting guys i've ever met for sure check out his line of condiments at salem's lot with two t's hot sauce.com he also has them in various whole foods locations as well so if you live near one check them out now, as cliche as it is, we have one left, and I'm going to say it. Last, but not least. Now, I had Jeff and his hot sauces across from me, Travis to my left, but to my right was another quiet artist. I noticed his work as soon as I began my setup on the Saturday morning. His table was set up with his artwork displayed for everybody to see. On one end of his table sat a Halloween 2018 poster, that's for the movie. At first glance, I thought it was a cool replica poster made from an original release poster. It wasn't until a few hours later I realized that he was hand-drawn. Yup, it was so good and realistic that I thought it was a legit photographed and photoshopped movie poster. But no, it was an artist rendering. It was unbelievable, as was the rest of his stuff. Well, what's his name, you might be thinking at this point? Well, that would be Matt Simmons. Uh, my name is Matt. And uh, here Matt is Simus his interview. Art. You can find me on Etsy, Facebook, on my own website, TeePublic as well. Um, I'm an illustrator. I've been doing it um, for, I'd say, about like uh, eight years or so. Um, I went to school for illustration, graduated about five years ago, and now I'm um, just kind of doing this on the side and uh, currently looking to get into tattoos, looking... Uh, to get an apprenticeship and to uh, take my art full time. Uh, so what's your favorite kind of stuff to draw? Uh, I love to do portraits and some like cartoony stuff. Um, the kind of subject matter I like is pretty much anything horror, things from like my favorite films, um, favorite TV shows. Uh, yeah, a lot of like um, things that are inspired by like comic books too because that's actually like what I went to school for was like illustration for comic books but I kind of uh, like I've turned more towards something else which is now like getting into like the tattooing and stuff trying to at least yeah. and where are you based out of like where you um, and stuff? Uh, in Toronto. Toronto Toronto Mississauga yeah okay. like the GTA awesome awesome and your website again uh, it's mattsimusart.com and there you have it 
a great way to round things out and to come full circle on the weekend at Horrorama. As with all these artists, go and support Matt on his website at mattsimusart.com. That's M-A-T-T-S-I-M-A-S-A-R-T.com. Like Amanda, he's hoping to apprentice as a tattoo artist in the near future. So I'm sure he'll update you on his whereabouts and where he'll be in the future. But for now, check out his art and give him all the support. Now that does it for the interviews. I'll leave all their information, links, or whatever else I can fit in the description. But before I wrap things up, I just want to leave you with one last thing. The horror community is a full-fledged family of people from all walks of life. It's a band made up of everybody from the verbose chatters who are so passionate about their fiction that it's almost a reality to them, to the stereotypical introvert who is completely at home in their element at the convention of the macabre. Though the types of people there are on a very wide spectrum of personalities, they have one commonality on the Venn diagram of horror fans. They're all super friendly. From the celebrities like Dee Wallace signing autographs to the first-time vendors like Kristen Zaza, there was always a smile to be seen, and everybody was always up for a chat. I learned so much about all different kinds of projects, and the people associated with them, like artists, the artist collective bringing awareness to mental health through artists who suffer and can relate to various ailments and illnesses, and can represent their own struggles in their art form while sharing it with the rest of us. I got to experience a ton of passion projects like Jeff Salem and his hot sauce or Matt Simus and his artwork. I got to meet an up-and-coming comic book creator in Travis Francis as well, whose first anthology is an absolute must-read. These are just a handful of people I got to meet, and I'm so thankful I got to share some of their stories with you. Please do honestly check out their work. All the links will be in the description below. I had a great time at Horrorama, and I would love to do it again, maybe even do some other conventions later on in the future. I can only just imagine how many unique and interesting stories there are waiting to be told, and I hope I can help bring some more information forward to a lot of people. The market for creativity and art is so vast, and it's easy to get lost in the sea of millions of artists out there trying to make it in the world of passion. Because that's what these are. These are passion projects. Nobody sits down and says, Oh, I have to draw another comic today to make a living. No, they get up in the morning and say, I'm going to create this thing that people are going to love. And I'm going to get to survive by doing this thing that I love. And that's the ultimate dream, isn't it? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I think that's something that everybody can relate to. I know that's my dream. I get up every morning and I go to the same job. And while it's not the worst job in the world, I would much prefer to provide creative content for everybody out there. And the only way you can do that is by getting support from people you've never met. Having people donate to Patreons or buy your artwork or take a chance on a book that you wrote. After all, these people are giving you their hard-earned money for your hard work. It's only fair. You can't expect people to give you money for something that you didn't actually work hard on. So by supporting these artists, you're supporting families and you're supporting lives. So get out there and support local. Stop buying these huge, massive market books or, you know, go see an indie film once in a while. It may take a couple hours out of your day, maybe a couple of bucks out of your pocket, but at the same time, 
the people creating these things spent months, years of their lives creating these things just so you can enjoy them. So please, once again, if you have anything to spare and you love art and you want to see it grow, check out any one of these artists and give even some of your time to check out what they're all about. So until next week, where I'll get back to probably a more regular style podcast, where I'll be looking into the history of something supernatural, I want you to just think about and sit on what this whole entire cast has been about.